TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome everybody to a uh, another episode of A Change in Attitude. Yes, I am your host for the week, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and along with me, uh, my two favoritest co-hosts, sorry Matt, uh, Mags and Ori. Uh, Ori, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm you know, despite things, mm-hmm. you know, I'm good. Good, good. I'm a lot good. more awake than I was, what, an hour ago? <laughs> 30 minutes here or there. I, I, I pulled a Bruce Pritchard on you. That's what happened. This I pulled a Bruce true. Pritchard. This is true. <laughs> and uh, and Mags, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, excited to, well, no, excited the wrong word. <laughs> Tolerating the fact that we have to watch this and talk about this shitty raw. Yeah, th- th- this is what we do here on a on a change in attitude. Is we we're watching all the raws uh, from from the attitude era up to the 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 end of the attitude era. It seems, and uh, right now we are in uh, September uh, of 1996, September 9th of 1996. Ori, which episode would this be on um, Peacock Network for our listeners here in the states? Season four, episode 35. Fantastic. So that way you can watch along and enjoy the pain with us. Um, but yeah, this is a this is an interesting episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, the opening video package we had a continuation of the Intercontinental Title Tournament. Uh, we have uh, guys like Sid Vicious or uh, is he Psycho Sid? Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid. There you go. Um, Owen Hart. Mark Marrow, who did a phenomenal uh, shooting star press in that little video package there. I think he hit that on Gold Dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, in tonight's match, uh, we actually have Farouk Assad uh, taking on um, uh, Savio Vega in a, in a match that <laughs> poor, I didn't expect. Poor Savio Vega. You <laughs> forgot his damn name. They announced him as the, the um, as a legend and you have just, you have just. Did just, they announce him as a legend? Yeah, Make Jim Ross sense. called him a Caribbean legend. <laughs> Back out. I must have missed that part, um, but but it, apparently it happened. Um, we uh, yeah we we, we are uh, just a few short episodes of Monday Night Raw away from uh, in your house. Mind games, uh, the <laughs> main event being Shawn Michaels and Mankind. Um, Mags, I'll start with you. How are we feeling about this, um, I guess, this lead up, this build up here to, to In Your House Mind Games so far? Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. It's really, really weird. Um, I just didn't see um, Mankind in the title picture. Uh, obviously, he had the the the, the match with um, with Undertaker to build to, and it's just like he was almost juggling this storyline and the the Shawn Michaels one as well. And yeah, it just didn't 
really kind of click with me. But obviously, we mm. know how Mankind, uh, how he turns out in in um, in in the WWF. Uh, and the, the build up to it uh, in terms of the promo work has been has been really good from both sides. I mean, uh, um, it was it, I think it was either last week or a couple of weeks ago we got a really good uh, promo uh, in the ring from uh, Mankind and and uh, Paul Barron. Then later on in the show we get a promo from Shawn Michaels. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 intrigued if not hyped, I suppose for it. Mm-hmm. And, and and Ori, the, the sentiments uh, for for in your house uh, ten uh, mind games. Obviously, Mags had a lot to say about how, how he feels, but I want to know how you feel about this build up here as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm kind of middle of the road. I mean, mm. I liked this show mm. for the mm. most part. Um, <laughs> that is a hill to die on. Yeah, like, I, I get that I'm more of a glass half full type person, but I really kind of kind of enjoyed it. Indeed. Um, <laughs> I'm so, okay, I feel like I need to explain what's happening you, yes, here. Yes, you, you should explain okay. for, for, the, for the, <laughs> the listeners at home. <laughs> what we are continuously cracking up about is my computer and where I sit and we do this stream from is in my bedroom. And so my husband will come in to, you know, use our bathroom or to uh, get ready to go to the gym. And every time he walks behind me or, or walks through the room, he does it like he's a creeper. Like he's <laughs> he's got the creeper claw hands and he's tiptoeing exaggeratedly. And sneaking. Yeah. yeah, he like he's sneaking through to not disturb us. And it's it, just the funniest. Crap. It's the whole kind of like. When you try and sneak like that, you you end up stepping on the the creaky floorboards that little bit more. Yeah, it's actually noisier than just just walking through. It's, it's kind of like um, if you've seen the Emperor's New Groove mm. when Kronk when they turn uh, the the Emperor into a llama and he sho- shoves him in a bag and he's trying to sneak through the city and he's got his own sneaking music and. Like the two people walk by and he flattens himself up against a wall and he's like, ah, and they're like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> it, it's that kind of goofiness. And yeah, my husband's it's, a nut, but I love him. It, he's it, my it's, nut. It's good stuff. It's, it, it really is. <laughs> One day um, when we're able to do the show live, you'll catch this. And it's, I have no doubt in my mind, it'll, it'll happen. And mm. it'll, we'll, he'll make an appearance just creeping through like a weirdo. I can't, oh I can't wait. It'll be oh fantastic. Geez. What were we talking about? <laughs> we're, we were talking about the build up to a, in your house of mind games. Oh, uh, okay. It'll be, we're, we're, we're still at the very beginning of it, it seems, but it, uh, we will get there. Um, yeah. you know, we, we it is going kind of slow. It mm-hmm. is going kind of slow. I don't know that I'm like, I'm, I'm invested in Shawn Michaels versus mankind so far, mm. you know, I'm interested in what's going on off to the side with undertaker and mankind and Paul bearer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this uh, intercontinental title tournament, uh, but I don't know that I'm fully, fully invested. I'm interested. I'm not quite invested. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot more build to go. Uh, I think that the uh, the In Your House Mind Games is on the 22nd of September 1996, so we still have we still have some time. 
Uh, but yes, the, the, the card definitely does need a little bit of fleshing out, it seems. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens here along the way. But for now, let's take a look at the September 9th, 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we open with our hosts, Kevin Kelly, Jim Ross, and uh, Jerry the King Lawler. So no Vince McMahon for yet another week. Um, I don't. I don't know where he. Maybe he's uh, off on vacation, or you know, um, you know, having um, a mai tai somewhere. I don't know. He could be anywhere. Uh, I mean, can you get a, a good mai tai in West Virginia? Um, not that I would be a. I mean, I've never been to West Virginia, so I really, I really couldn't West tell Virginia. you. Virginia. I knew you'd do it. <laughs> Um, yes, the, the the crowd in West Virginia hot for this uh, opening mm-hmm. contest, which is part of the WWF Intercontinental Title Tournament. Uh, the, the quarterfinals, it seems. The quarterfinals. Uh, Farouk Assad taking on Savio Vega, uh, who, as Max pointed out, uh, is a Caribbean legend, uh, according to JR. Um, and uh, Farouk Assad is uh, wearing a blue tunic with a blue helmet. Uh, so the same thing he's worn every week. Essentially, yes. I mean, the, the helmet has, has become more blue than it originally started off. It started off mm. looking like tinfoil, but now it's mm. looking like blue tinfoil. Yes. I, I hadn't noticed. I, I don't pay that close attention <laughs> well, to the helmet. On a, on a podcast where you're reviewing the show, you don't pay attention. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, Look, I don't uh, pay I, attention I, to the I, color of the helmet. I'm watching the wrestling. I, I God, do man. want to I do want to emphasize how important the helmet is to me at least here because as the opening contest uh kicks off, I believe the first move Farouk does is a headbutt. Um mm-hmm. and we have made a meal out of how um criminal it is that Owen Hart had used the cast for so long and yet Farouk Assad using a, hel- a headbutt while wearing a helmet is not a disqualification. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. Oh, that um, thing's padded. I, 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 it's it's literally made out of foil. Yeah, foil I, and foam. Come I, on. But how do I know that? How how do you how can I, look at it? Open your eyes. Supposed eyes. to know that. You uh, have eyeballs. It would be Use much more dramatic. Eyeballs. It'd be much more dramatic if he got in the ring and then took off the helmet and then gave that to Sonny, who uh, she she looked quite nice this evening. I think, um, you know. But that's that's another story for another time. It would be far more interesting if it was an actual gladiator, like metal gladiator helmet. <laughs> That he took off. Yeah. If he took, I mean, if he, that would have been much more compelling. If he yeah. lifted that helmet off, it would once it come off his head, it would squash in his hands and show that it is. That's why I said it needed to be a metal it. helmet. Yeah, like yeah, metal, metal, metal but helmet. maybe that would be even more dramatic if he just crushed his own helmet and then like he began the match <laughs> as like a form of intimidation to Savio <laughs> Vega, who is standing across the ring or across the the entrance ramp, just staring at the the monster that is Farouk Assad. Um, yeah, but then they have to put in more money to get him a new helmet every week. Yeah, yeah. this is true. But it's plastic, I guess. As yeah, you it's foil. Well, foil maybe. is expensive. It's foil and foam. Is, is, is foil expensive? <laughs> huh. hmm. no. Anyway, uh, th- this match was, was a, a bit more of a contest than what I thought it would be. Um, yeah, we had uh, some great offense from Savio Vega, uh, hitting some some spinning heel kicks and some roundhouse kicks throughout the match. 
Um, though Farouk Assad was very much physically dominant uh, throughout much of the contest here. Um, on commentary, we had a very questionable line by JR, um, who says that uh, if uh, Farouk isn't careful, he'll end up looking like Tupac Shakur. Uh, if uh, you weren't aware, uh, this was just days after, Farouk, uh, not Farouk, but rather Tupac uh, had been shot in Las Vegas and would later die of said uh, uh, injuries. Um, not very tasteful. Maybe, maybe NBC should explore the option of editing out that part of the commentary. Um, that would be. Yeah, be. I mean, it, it, it's it's something that that Ori mentions uh, uh, quite a lot. How the WF at this time really tried to incorporate uh, mainstream and 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 stuff that was going on outside of the company, uh, and the majority of the time it doesn't hit. It, it makes them look kind of uh, ridiculous. And this this whole part did mentioning uh, there'll be more action in this fight than there, there was at the, the Tyson match. And uh, come on. It's, it's a desperation yeah. for relevancy is yeah. what it is. And mm. I get it. They're, they're trying to make themselves relevant with current pop culture. They're trying to move themselves away from the past and the eighties and even the early nineties, but it, it, it hits it at, um, Oh, Steve, uh, Buscemi. Mm. Hey there, young, ki- young people. <laughs> How, he, it, howdy fellow kids. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of, that's the way it hits to me, especially because King didn't actually say Tupac Shakur. He said Tupac Shakur or something like that. And it's like, Okay, if you're going to call these things out, make sure you're mm. pronouncing things correctly, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I was more offended by the, you know, the part where he would die um, and that he got shot. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, but put I some just, respect on the man's name, okay? I, Say I, it yeah, correctly. Th- this is true. Um, so, yeah. This was this was something. Um, Farouk uh, Assad does win the match ultimately with the Dominator, uh, which was a, a cool looking finish, I, I think. Um, Post match, uh, Sonny is there with Farouk in the ring, and um, Psycho Sid shows up because he's going to be Farouk's uh, opponent in the next round, and uh, <laughs> all the referees come out to try and break up a potential uh, skirmish between the two. I'm looking forward to this match, this Farouk versus uh, Psycho Sid match. Uh, Ori, I know that it's no Ahmed Johnson versus Farouk Assad, but Psycho Sid? Hmm? Well, let's let's go back to that because let's let's go back to the match itself because first okay. of all, when Savio Vega came out, he got a much bigger pop than what I expected. I mean, you know, we we this crowd was hot again. It really was. Uh, we've seen over this this show how crowds can kind of like die down as the weeks go by and the and the tapings go by. This crowd has stayed hot for every single episode so far. Yeah. And I thought it, I didn't like the way the match started out because both men are very big men. And it just seemed like, like I get that they're trying to paint Farouk as this giant monster, but like he's just decimating him. And Savio Vega is too big for him not to put up some kind of a fight. 
Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as the match went on and Savio really started retaliating and he had a great spinning heel kick, you know, really great drop kick. Um, I, it, I got into it more. I was like, okay, this is a much better story, you know, than what they told the first maybe three to five minutes of the match. Th that was, you know, once we got through that first three to five minutes, I was completely invested. You know, we had a lot of really great falls you know, or really great near falls. <clears throat> excuse me. And as the match went on, I liked it more and more. You know, uh, I mean, obviously Farouk is going to go through because he wants that IC title. I would have liked to have seen Savio Vega in that picture a little more, maybe have him chasing because, you know, as we've talked about, there's really nothing on the table right now for Savio Vega. You know, this would have been the perfect opportunity to put him up against someone else that is already involved in something else. Have Savio Vega go over and get him farther, you know, in that uh, title picture to then once we get, you know, Farouk or whomever is the IC title be like, hey, I was this close and start that feud or have that you know, third person in, in the triangle of feuds for the IC title when Ahmed Johnson comes back. I just think, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just really, really enjoying Savio Vega. Yeah. I'm perfectly willing to admit that. I mean, know. there's nothing wrong with you liking Savio Vega. I, no, I don't think I, so either. I think I, I, I can reiterate basically what, what Ori is saying. This for me was a, was a pretty good match. It started off really slow with the headlocks, which, um, to be fair to the the commentary, they sold as if like a headlock from Farouk would be way more devastating than a headlock from a normal person, uh, which kind of makes sense. The, the, there's a spot with the spam buster, which I thought was brutal. Uh, there's the 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 spot where um, Savio goes for a crossbody, and he uh, Farouk catches him and just tosses him to to Sonny to 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 show up, and then the uh, the 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 bit with the the heel um, the spinning heel kick was was really well done. Um, yeah, I thought it was a a, a decent opening match. Uh, and then when when Sid comes out, the crowd again are absolutely hot, and I just love watching Sid come to the ring because he he looks so happy to be there. Like he mm. loves being a face. You can tell how kind of he gets off and on uh, being popular. Uh, yeah. He just he's just bounced to the ring. He's in uh, he's in Farouk's face, uh, smiling and shouting. Farouk's in his face. The the refs come come out and it makes you really kind of want to watch for when these two face off because they're going to be two big beefy men slapping big beefy meat. <laughs> mm. The only thing I will say that was kind of confusing about this match is that when Farouk would get Savio and like on the mat in some type of submission, not the part where she's grabbing his legs, that's perfectly fine, but he would have Savio in like a headlock sitting on, you know, and both of them are kind of down on the mat and she's slapping the mat while even though she's encouraging Farouk, it comes off as her encouraging Savio to fight back. Mm -hmm. And that was, and then I think from in the back, you would hear um, 
the fans chanting Savio, Savio. And I think if she would have reacted to that a little bit more, it would have kind of negated that confusion. Like I saw her do it a couple times towards the end when that would happen. But usually when you see a person, you know, out at ringside as a manager or valet there for moral support, whatever, if they're slapping the mat, they're encouraging someone to get out of a hold. You know, and mm-hmm. so it, it just made things just that little bit confusing. Yeah, I don't think this was uh, Sonny's best uh, outing that that we've watched. I think even a promo, yeah. a promo uh, post match, it felt a little bit forced and a little bit confused, uh, like she was almost stumbling over her words. But she's she's hit the mark more times than she's missed her uh, in in the the time that we've seen her on this show. So uh, I can I can forgive. A little bit of a mistake over that, I suppose. But I mean, she's still ever so young. What twenty three at this time? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I enjoyed the match. Um, it was all downhill from there, though. Mm-hmm. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Um, yeah, the, the the show gets interesting uh, from here. Um, <laughs> we do get uh, a segment here where uh, some some wrestlers uh, are are giving uh, personal messages, sending words of of um, encouragement to Ahmed Johnson, wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, some don't. don't. Uh, some some wish that uh, that that uh, he um, gets kicked in the kidney again. Um, Owen Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin particularly have some words for him. Goldust and Marlena. Oh, um, I, I wish they'd remove your kidney so we could eat it with some fava beans and a nasty ante. Yes. Oh my God, it was brilliant. Yes, uh, the, a a a uh, Silence of the Lambs reference there from from Goldust and Marlena. Um, Yes, that's going to make for exhilarating audio. Um. (laughs) But the the very best one, hands down, was the Godwins. It has to be the Godwins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday. No, it's it's not his birthday. It's not his birthday. (laughs) That was brilliant. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> it was very it was very in character for them so i, I definitely prop props to the godwins mm-hmm. on that one 
Uh, we, we also got uh, Mark Henry uh, was a part of it. Savio Vega was a part of the, the well wishes as well. So mm-hmm. good stuff there. It, um, it shows that WWF are really behind Ahmed Johnson uh, mm-hmm. because even being uh, being off screen, he's still getting like little uh, vignette clips. Uh, we got more of his interview uh, of him saying uh, whoever has the title when he comes back has got hell to pay and stuff like that. So they still really kind of uh, got that heart train behind Ahmed, which is which is good. This yeah. is true. Uh, we we are then taken to uh, the ring uh, where Carlos Cabrera introduces WWF champion, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, uh, and uh, and his manager uh, Jose Lothario. Um, the I guess what what was weird about this is that Carlos Cabrera asks Sean about mankind and Sean for whatever reason doesn't want to talk about mankind right away he wants to talk about Jim Cornette and mm-hmm. I was like I thought this was over whatever um, but uh, we do get introduced to the concept that uh, Jose Lothario wants to have a match with Jim Cornette at Mind Games which um, happens Ori what do you feel about the prospects of this Jose Lothario Jim Cornette match Bring it. Oh, oh, all right. Bring it. <laughs> let let Jose Lothario knock him out again. I'm yes. here for it. Get, give him a, a super sock. By <laughs> yeah. that's right. A super sock. Just that. That was weird. Calling him super sock all the time. And Jose, he was really nice and calm. Like uh, this thing between me and Jim is a, a personal thing. Uh, but Jim, if you want to fight, um, let's you do it. Fight. And then you can fight this old man here. <laughs> I will say, you know, for for all the crap that we give the two of them, at least we could hear and understand Jose Lothario this time. Yeah, this, this is true. This is you know, true. props to whoever decided to work with him on that. I mean, he took the mic completely from. Carlos Cabrera, but wouldn't give it back. Yeah, Carlos wouldn't give it like, back. He I was he was fired man. up. He was ready to go. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> still, you know, we could hear him. He was clear, concise, mostly to the point. And I mean, yeah. you know, props to that. Mm-hmm. Um, as for mankind and Paul Barishan, uh, uh definitely runs them down in a promo and says uh, that they shouldn't be hunting what they can't kill. Um, and, and that concludes the promo. Uh, and he, he calls um, um, Paul Bearer a, a snake as well, saying, oh, yes. you run around with The Undertaker for six years and then just ditched him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it keeps that story flowing without having to see the two come uh, come to odds, I suppose. Yeah, a very, very poignant promo. And uh, th- that segment actually concludes with Kevin Kelly plugging that everybody needs to go to their newsstands and pick up a copy of Shawn Michaels in Playgirl, where you can see But it's his... for adults. It's, it's for, for adults. adults. And then King um, makes the comment, uh, yeah, I've got a lawsuit against them because they keep using my body and, and putting somebody else's head on it. I'm like, ain't nobody looking at that, honey. Yeah, very strange. No. Um, <laughs> no. but yeah, you know, if you want to see, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, and, and what tool set he's working with, go to your newsstands and pick up this copy of Playgirl magazine. Um, hmm. uh, let's move on, <laughs> uh, to, uh, the, 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 the debut of, 
uh, the stalker, Barry Windham. We had a promo package last week that was strange. Yes. Mildly strange. Um, and, and his entrance, perhaps even stranger. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know what to make of what, what I was about to see when Barry Windham would walk through that curtain as the stalker. But he, it just looked like he was coming back from a hunting trip, really. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's that's part of the the gimmick. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Jr. talks about it. He hunts one animal a year. He kills it. He takes it to the taxidermist and mounts his head on the wall. Just just one. Just, just, that's just, just one and, and and this week's was a, a plumber. Oh. Yeah. I was shocked we got T. L. Hopper again yeah, and Betsy Hopper. the plunger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the more uh, stand-up characters on this uh, this Monday Night Raw. At least uh, he pulled his pants up this time. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't look <laughs> after listening to this week's ep- the the episode that came out this week and and whatnot. I I, I guess maybe after all that, I, I just wasn't looking at people as closely because I didn't want to anymore. Uh, you know, uh, as far as T.L. Hopper is concerned, uh, a working class hero is something to be. Uh, but not in this match against uh, the, the stalker Barry Windham, who uh, really put a beat down on T.L. Hopper and uh, finished him off with a, a, a superplex. Um, decent enough match, though. Because um, what, what did we make of this debut by Barry Windham? I'll, I'll, start, with, uh, I'll start with you, Ori. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, it, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Because they hyped this man up so much, but they put so much into this match that it completely distracted from his debut. Mm. First of all, we got Brian Pillman backstage with Owen Hart, about making a Brett announcement at In Your House that Brett's going to be there and all this, that, and the other. And then we got the JR apologi- uh, apologizing about... Uh, I've been forced to apologize to the WWE <laughs> officials. Right, I, about and I jumping the gun. And I back Razor and Diesel. Right, <laughs> jumping the gun on saying that they were coming back and everything. There hmm. was a superplex right at the end that I don't know if Barry Windham didn't have a good hold. I think it was T.L. Hopper just didn't have his feet in the right place. But when they came off that top rope, it just did not look good, but it made it very difficult to pay attention to everything else going on in the match because they completely distracted from it in Mm. in one way or another. So other than that weird superplex off the top rope at the very end, 
I couldn't hardly tell you anything else about this match. Yeah. They, right. it, it, it was a, it was an unintentional burial yeah. to me. And it would be better if the burial was, um, it had, uh, interesting or, or, or things that, that were involved in the in the match that made sense. But Brian Pillman and Owen Hart's promo, they kept interrupting each other, so you kind of had to struggle to find out what they were actually talking about. I mean, there's points in it where Owen is getting, you really can see him getting actually angry that, that uh, Brian keeps chipping in when he's meant to be getting his point across. Then with the JR stuff, he's apologising, but then saying, yeah, but I was right, my sources were, were, were telling the truth, and I'm going to give you more information later on. So not really apologising, you just... Uh, uh, you're just going to give us more information. You, it, it was a hard to, to focus on the match. What mm. what you did see was was the stalker essentially uh, squashing Tialapa. But the fact that they harped him up so much last week, and for him to be involved in this, and then they uh, introduce all these other stuff. Yeah, instead of watching this match, we need to listen to this promo. We need to give you this information. It 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 kind of deflates that balloon, and now. You don't really care about about the stalker. I mean, you didn't really care in the first place, but what kind of little care you had has now been uh, ebbed away because you were meant to be concentrating on a promo about uh, about what Bret Hart's going to be doing in 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 Philly, or you're meant to be uh, concentrating on whether um, uh, Razor Ramon and Diesel are going to be back and how their contract uh, talks are going on. Yeah, it was a uh, a bit unfair to to the return of Barry Windham, uh, and it it went down like a fight in church. Mm. Yeah. Uh in indeed. Um we do get a uh, a promo package of uh well a couple of different promo packages post match here. Um first one being Mr. Perfect uh keep stealing away uh, uh Triple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley's girls as uh you know, the ones that he would bring to ringside with him. Um it, do we do we make anything of this? Is is this a is this No. no. And no. and okay. even the even the next Fair one, enough. the 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 Mark Henry uh kind of replay, it, it doesn't add anything. It's no. literally time filler. Uh yeah, it, it's there just to keep it fresh in our minds that it's happening. It exactly. is really all it all it is. And mm-hmm. I get it, but at the same time it's like okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean but, because honestly, you know, you're watching these shows week to week. And at this point, stuff is happening on house shows that they may or may not be showing. And mm-hmm. so when you don't, it, the smart thing of it is, is they're obviously go, planning on going somewhere with it. So if they don't at least show something about it, keep it fresh in your mind, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot this was happening. So while it's time filler and, you know, doesn't seem to mean much and it's not adding anything to it it's keeping it in your head for a reason because something is going to happen somewhere down the line about this whether it's next week whether it's in your house there's a direction we just don't have anything else Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. um the the next match that we get here on this monday night raw is a crush uh, who who comes to the ring with Clarence Mason? He takes on Freddie Joe Floyd, and uh, th- this match uh, this match didn't really last too long. Uh, went about three minutes, and then uh, Crush just 
hits Freddie Joe Floyd with a heart punch, <laughs> uh, yeah. and uh, and and uh, gets the win here. Um, I mean, essentially two squash matches in a yeah. row. That's that to me is is not good booking. Um, and again, the more interesting stuff was actually the the things that was happening off camera. The the talk about uh, whether Clarence Mason was a manager uh, and being quizzed on whether he had his managing license and the the stuff he was doing, getting involved with Sonny and and Jim Cornette. All the while, his client is essentially squashing poor Freddie Joe Floyd. Um, Freddie does. Uh, get uh, an opportunity with that that crossbody, uh, but as soon as he gets up, gets a heart punch, and yeah, it's 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 all over. Yeah, a nothing match that does nothing for Crush. Mm-hmm. No, it does nothing for anybody. I mean, in, in t- to some extent, uh, and maybe because this is just fresh in my mind, um, it, it does kind of make Crush look a little more brutal because Crush did the same thing in this match to Freddie Joe Floyd that. Charlotte did to Nikki A.S.H. on Monday, as of the time that we're recording this, where they would go for the pin and then lift their opponent up by their hair, wanting to continue the brutality mm-hmm. and not actually finish the match. You know, which in Charlotte's case was stupid, but, you know, Crush is a monster. He's remorseless. He doesn't care. So, in a way, it made sense, but... You know, it was typical quick squash match. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the the raw this raw in particular just seems to fly by really really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, w- without a lot, uh, without much to really kind of um, like make note of. Like, there's nothing like th- like this is a decent enough raw as we head into the main event, but there's nothing remarkable as far as like noteworthiness outside of the opening match, you know, um, and, and the confrontation that Psycho Sid has with, you know, uh, with Farouk Assad. I mean, I thought that was pretty much the, the, the highlight that we would get leading into this main event here, which is, uh, the undertaker versus Salvatore sincere, um, who I'd completely forgotten about if I, if I'm being honest, I, I don't remember. Who I never Salvatore knew him. Sincere. He's unbeaten here in the WWF, you know, how That's dare you forget about him? And you're That's missing. You you you've just skimmed over one of the best promos that WWF ever produced. Oh, well, then the go on, Max. Oh God, yeah, tell, no! Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened Ugh. because I tried. I tried desperately to try and save the listeners' ears. What what what's about to be said? Okay, but so again, there's a show that has been on air longer than Seinfeld and it's had more episodes than Monday Night Football coming to the USA Network WWF superstars how can you miss that I mean that was my life as a kid what what was it the there was some quote in there I thought you were talking about something else but there was a quote in there I thought he was too um about it when it it was out while the cast of Friends were still in diapers yeah, or something they were, like that. They were pim they were pimple faced teens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I it, was happy. It's not the, the thing the that I thought you were bringing up, though. So, what did you think I was bringing up? Well, uh, there was a promo by um, Bob Backlund. Oh, yes. Mr. Backland, you are all American. 
I I have a respect for you, even though I beat you for your WWWWF title. Yes. Go on. Oh, uh, God, please don't. That's an awesome. It's I Hazel. have an abomination the, for this. Man. Great, oh Look God, it yeah. up. <laughs> so apparently, the Iron Google Sheik it, is training somebody. Uh, and that'll be. Um, to be on Raw at some point in the in the future, I'm sure we will learn about this person three to four weeks from now. Um, so maybe, maybe if, if, if my timeline's correct, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> we do get the main event contest here, folks. The Undertaker taking on Salvatore Sincere, uh, the 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 memorable, unforgettable Salvatore Sincere. Um, what did we what did we think of this match, Ori? Sincere looks like a bad Venetian gondola driver <laughs> that hits on everyone. Like if you've ever seen the movie Eurotrip. It's an oddly specific diss. <laughs> it, <laughs> like I feel like this that's is a person. What a, came in my head? Yeah, so a, if, a very personal attack. <laughs> there's a movie with, uh, called Eurotrip. Okay. <laughs> And they all get on this train and I can't, it's a guy that used to be on Saturday night live, but every time they go through a tunnel, the guy tries to basically molest the other people in the train. And then they come up and like, he'll have his hand on somebody's knee. And go, oh, me scusi, me scusi. Like that between the Venetian gondola driver and that, that's what, that's how he came off to me completely. Like, and I love the movie Euro Trip. I really do. It's it's horrible and wonderful and terrible and amazing. It, it, to me, it looked like the most stereotypical "I'm pretending to be Italian when I'm not" character. Yeah, I, I wanted him to do um, um, Peter Griffin impression where he goes "bobbity boobity, bibbity bobbity boobity, bibbity boobity." But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the most interesting thing he did was come over to uh, the, the commentator table and we get uh, Jerry Lawler going, Hi, Salvatore, how are you doing, sir? And then he he kind of flicks the baby oil on, on Kevin Kelly and Jim Ross. Yeah, uh, Jerry's fake Italian kind of mockery accent was probably the best part of this this whole match. I mean, I will say to his credit, you know, this is the first time that we've seen him in our series of shows. And I I don't even know what number we're on right now, but this is like 15. Yeah, that's what it feels like. 14, 15, 15 shows. And we've never seen this guy, but he's unbeaten in the WWF. He's never, ever been in the WWF. Right. He's just never been there. I'm unbeaten in the WWF. But it was smart character wise to go over, shake King's hand do the, you know, the flicking of the baby oil or the acting like he's going to shake their hand and then running mm-hmm. his fingers through his hair or whatever underneath the hat. It, it, it immediately established him as a heel. Mm-hmm. Immediately. So that that I'll give him props to. Like, for somebody I'd never seen, you know, if King likes him and he's buddy-buddy with King and shaking his hand, heel automatically. Yeah. So if nothing else, it, it established that. I'll give him props for that. Uh, we we do get a split screen 
uh, you know, at at some point here during this segment, where uh, Goldust and Marlena are talking about uh, the Undertaker and quoting the movie The Untouchables. Um, so, and even yeah. telling you that it's The Untouchables in case you didn't get the reference. Yeah, very vague <laughs> uh, reference there, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I guess I guess timely, perhaps. Um, so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also get JR on commentary at one point. Oh, something <laughs> fell over. We also get JR on commentary at one Salvatore point. Salvatore Sincere. That's who fell off. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> essentially it. Um, JR goes on to clarify his apology from earlier, which I think makes it. You know that times- apology? Fuck it. <laughs> they are, I'm still in conversation with Diesel. Uh, Razor Ramon, I'm struggling a little bit. The guy wants more money, but yeah. Diesel's in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he goes on to tell us. Uh, I don't know who's telling him to say these things, but Jr. is trying to explain that. Poor uh, Jr. This is such a bad story. (laughs) He's trying to clarify. uh, You know, I will not apologize for trying to break the story. I apologize to WWF for what I did, but I, but I really need you guys to know what's going on with Diesel and Razor Ramon. And so he he tells us. Uh, that uh, it is it is Razor Ramon who's having the contract negotiation difficulties, but Diesel he's all for making that comeback. So uh, <laughs> we'll wait and see what happens with this. Big Daddy Cool's coming back to the WWF. Uh, yeah, it's this is um this is this is going nowhere, folks. Nowhere quickly. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll see what cards Jr. holds up his sleeve, um, and uh, this this unusual source that uh, that he's getting all of his news from. I wonder if it's himself. To be quite it, honest, it could um, well be. <laughs> um. But this match here, uh, it's it's fairly forgettable in my mind. Um, but uh, but but who am I? But just one man, Mags. What did you think of this match? Do you know I, this match actually annoyed me because <laughs> if, no, and and I I do have a, a reason behind it because if any match should have been a squash match, it should have been this match. I mean, we get an Undertaker who, who is full of piss and vinegar, not even doing his slow walk down to the, the ring. He's literally in there. He wants to rip somebody's head off. And then Salvatore says he gets way too much offense in on, on the dead man. I mean, this is a jobber. Let's get make no bones about it. Salvatore sincere. Well, very much incredibly defeated jobber now, but he gets in uh, way too much uh, offense. I mean, there's a there's a point in the in the match where he's slapping the Undertaker about, and yeah, it, it's he gets way too much time. Um, we do get the 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 tombstone. It was a really good looking tombstone, um, but yeah, I, I, this match was annoying. Um, apart from the the Jim Ross apologizing to absolutely nobody. Um, yeah, um, a poor end to a poor row for me. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, Ori, any any final thoughts on this match in particular? I couldn't watch it. Oh. I couldn't say it. I, I, and, I, and that's <laughs> the end of the episode. Folks. Like, <laughs> but I mean, but Mags makes excellent points. This should have been 
you know, a squash match. It really should have with the way Undertaker was coming down to the ring. You know, it, it went on way longer than it needed to. There was no reason you're, you're trying to establish that Taker is angry. He is hungry. He's, you know, out for blood, whatever, you know, let, let Salvatore get his few little hits in and then let him squash him mm-hmm. and be done with it. Let him yeah. give, you know, spend a minute and a half in the ring, just standing there looking angrily at the camera. That would have done much more service than this long match. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is we get the announcement that um, Goldust versus Undertaker at Man Games is going to be a final curtain match, uh, which is uh, going to be a, an interesting stipulation. But, yeah, this this match had way too much time. Uh, Salvatore, um, he made the Undertaker look weak, essentially. This is an Undertaker who should be absolutely destroying fools, uh, still being angry at uh, what happened at, uh, in the Boiler Room Brawl uh, match, still being angry at uh, his friend uh, turning on him after six years. He shouldn't be uh, uh, selling for somebody, for the likes of Salvatore Sencia. Uh So, yeah, for yeah. me, this is a, a dud. Mm. Indeed. Uh, that's it. That's it for this week's episode of, of, of Raw. Uh, next week, we're getting um, uh, the uh, Intercontinental Title Tournament semifinal matches. Uh, plus, uh, we'll get to see the, the debut of, uh, of a new wrestler. Mm. Oh, we will? Yes. Mm. Oh, goody. <laughs> I'm so excited. Are you, are you sorry, not excited but... for who the, the Iron Sheik is bringing to claim back the, the no. quadruple WF title? No. Come on, Aura. No. And, and I think it's just by the time I got to the end of this episode, I, like, I'm so done. Yeah. You that, just, like, like, I, I just, you I, I can't. Fuck this podcast. No. <laughs> this, is not, this is not no. worth it. <laughs> this is... I'm the draw now. I'm not watching this shit. I'm not saying that at all. Ori, friend of the stars. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So um, this this was something. Uh, Raw. It happened. What is it good for? (laughs) Absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. There we go. Um, Yeah. Cool. That that's it. That's all for this week's episode of a change in attitude, I guess. Um, uh, or where can people find more of you and your content? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I have a new handle. Um, I asked for some help. I was trying to unify the socials, make it one name that people could look me up and find me anywhere. And thanks to Mags and our buddy uh, Metal Michael, I believe it was. Um, I have a new handle. It is Ori the Draw. You can find me under that name on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm still working on getting the specific you know, YouTube forward slash C forward slash Ori the Draw, the specific one. Um, But if you go to YouTube and look up Ori the Draw, you can find some some highlights from Twitch, some of my rants about current wrestling. Uh, That's kind of what we've been talking about um, on on the the Twitch stream. And so, yeah, Instagram, the whole thing. So if you... Friend stuff, dude. I miss MySpace. MySpace was awesome. Okay, it's so much better than Facebook. Hmm. I'm over the Facebook. 
I do not have I do not have a public Facebook though. Don't don't look for me there. You you won't find me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what you'll find. But yeah. Well, there you go. I I, I think that uh, that takes care of, uh, of of all the social handles. I think the MySpace. And I, I think we're, we're missing a couple, maybe Instagram. MSN. No, it, yeah. Ori, it's Ori the Draw on Instagram. Uh, 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 instant Hotmail. Messenger. Yeah, AIM. I don't use Instant Messenger. I don't use Hotmail. Um, <laughs> hmm. All right. And uh, I'm not playing <laughs> FM Twenty One. Oh, well, that's a shame. It's what the people want. Yeah. It, okay, here's here's the thing. If I get rant incoming. No, 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 no. I'll put a challenge out. I'll put a challenge out. If I get fifty people tweeting Ori the Draw, hashtag Ori the Draw FM21. If I get fifty tweets, I will get it and play it once. What if 50 people at you with no. hashtag FM21? Fi- nope, 50 individual hashtags from 50 individual people. Hmm. The, if, right. I, if, if I get 50, I will get it and play it once. There's your challenge. Well, you should play it more than just once. I feel like you... Well, I got to see how I yeah. feel about it first because I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, that, right, like you have to. I mean, that, but that means you have to play it at least more than once. You don't. You can't just we'll, play. Like, we'll, ah, we'll, well, it's not really you know my thing. You know, we'll uh, see. Any, okay, but okay. if if I get fifty people hashtag Ori the Draw FM twenty one fifty people, I will play mm-hmm. it on Twitch. Okay, but well, you, if I do that, y'all fifty doable. better show up in my stream. <laughs> well, well, you you heard her, folks. Just you fifty people saying yes, we want this, and zero zero watching. people show up to the Twitch stream. <laughs> so 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 you you you've heard the challenge, everybody. You need to at Ori on Twitter and uh, use hashtag Ori the Draw FM twenty twenty one or FM twenty one. FM twenty one. There you FM go. FM twenty one. So hashtag Ori the Draw FM twenty one. If we need fifty, if we can get fifty, she will play Football Manager and stream it live on Twitch several times. Is what I hear. Uh, so let's let's get it going, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make that happen. Uh, Good luck, <laughs> uh, Mags. What about you? Where can people find more of you and your content? On on the, the the internet. Okay, so firstly, I'll go through the the, the podcast socials. Uh, you can find this podcast on the Twitter at ACIA Podcast. Um, come and get involved. Get uh, some chat going. Uh, we we uh, there's a um, one of us at least will reply and 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 uh, and uh, join in with you. We've had some great uh, conversation with Steve O, uh, who is uh, absolutely just been amazing really watching on same with Scottish Danny. Uh you can email your thoughts and uh, your opinions uh, to us as well at a changing attitude podcast at gmail.com or if you want to just uh, not even remotely talk about this terrible terrible raw you can come and follow me at podfather mags where I'm happily to happy to talk about anything else indeed indeed and I hear that uh, like I said you can also email the show is that, is that right yeah. Yes, you can. I literally said that not thirty <laughs> seconds ago. I heard the Twitter <laughs> handle and like a changing attitude podcast uh, uh, at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. 
know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I just it, got I just got it. some news about the PWG <laughs> show that was this past week, and I was very excited to see it. And I'm and I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Now give us your socials so we can get on out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so you can follow me personally on Twitter. At Texas Gentleman underscore. That's 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 me. You can see my eyeballs and my my hat. That's that's the that's that's what my profile picture looks like. Um, but you can also uh, follow uh, some of the other content that I provide over at a couple other different handles. Uh, we have Radio Techers, which is presented by myself as well as uh, Mags here and uh, the magnificent. Uh, Matt Willis, uh, we, we do podcast stuff. Um, we do uh, little short bits, like uh, if you're if you're uh, big into the football, uh, me and a good friend of ours, Chris, actually did a, a little uh, mini special report on uh, the Harry Kane transfer situation, which uh, is, is, is intriguing, to say the least. Um, so I, know, can... I know, so about five weeks old as, as the time that this drops, so interesting. Yeah, yeah you can check out some <laughs> old content. Check it out. It's great. He might already be playing for Manchester City by the time you're hearing this. But if but, you want to listen to how he got there, but, <laughs> then you can check it out over on Radio Techers, where we uh, we do stream and uh, and do uh, uh, episodes on YouTube and uh, Twitch. So you can definitely do that. Radio Techers, R A D I O T E K K E R S. And then uh, I'm also finishing up uh, the uh, wrestling podcast Headlock Talk. Um, where uh, I might have still a few surprises left up my sleeve here, as far as uh, that show is concerned. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm rolling out the final few episodes here. Uh, there's uh, one that was about Eddie Guerrero that just came out as of the time of this episode, and I think the next couple ones are also hmm, pretty intriguing. So make sure to check it out, folks. Uh, that that's uh, Headlock Talk. Uh, you can follow that uh, on Twitter at Headlock Talk. So yeah, there you go. That's the that's my social stuff. There you okay. have it. <laughs> there so, it is. So, so there you have it, folks. Uh, thank you for joining um, uh, Ori, Mags, and myself on this wonderful journey through this very forgettable episode of Monday Night Raw on September 9th of 1996. We greatly appreciate you for joining in. And uh, definitely hit us up with your thoughts on the show and let us know what we got right and what we got wrong on the Twitter space. Uh, anywho, y'all take care. Have yourselves a great rest of the day. And don't forget, always use your head. Bye. 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 Chairshot.com. Always use your head.